Hello, and welcome back to Finger Guns with Tony, Dave, and James. I'm the dazzling Dave Baldwin, and here I am with... Taste of Tony B. And... Juicy Jimmy? There I think we go. Still? How we, how we doing tonight? I love it. Juicy and tasty. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You guys are gross. <laughs> you know, it's like 9.30. I'm exhausted. Everybody's exhausted. I'm okay. We're gonna get we're I'm gonna fine. get through this. Well, yeah. well, fuck you guys. I guess I'm yeah. the only one exhausted. We didn't I have a full so. fucking day today. Then that was on you. Full, full day of NFL football. You know how oh much my I God. love football. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you did like football. Your favorite. Te- you have a favorite team. Just because I have a favorite team doesn't mean I enjoy watching football on a is regular it, basis. Is it, is it still the Titans? It's still the Titans. Yeah, so okay. is the Titans. Man. Right. Well, Titans hey, till the man. end. You got to check. Find your team. You got to. You got. You can't just bounce. You can't do. You can't do what every Leaf fan that's, does. You that's know? why Dave's still a fan of Colorado. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you mean every every Leaf fan stays a Leaf fan, Tony? They just have a backup team that they like. That's true. <laughs> See, I'm yeah. all in on the Titans. No backups. Just 100 percent Titan. All, all the way. It's a lot of disappointment. A lot of disappointment. Leaf kind of like what have been raised on disappointment for the last true. 55 60. years yeah almost yeah. 60 years yeah. so they need to have a backup just in just in case it's yeah. always their year until it's not so they need yeah. a backup it teaches it teaches you a good it teaches you a good lesson about uh you know heartache and and not getting what you want and, and pain and, pain <laughs> and and just acceptance there's a lot of acceptance as a wee fan <laughs> and, they, don't they have like the most season season ticket holders and like they're the most expensive yeah. tickets in the league of course yep, I, I, I had a i had a history teacher that used to joke that you could you could take the entire leafs team fire them all replace them with one single head of cabbage put it out on the ice and the scotia bank would still be sold out every single fucking game it doesn't true. matter it's all of it is sold a lot of it is corporate money as well there's just like people you know companies that own these fucking platinum seats and boxes and all of that looking at you dave um <laughs> that, hey man, don't, hate that, it, dave. Uh, don't hate on it though. i love those that, box seats yeah i know but like you know it just yeah contributes to the problem us us regular fans can't uh can't afford it that's why that's why i go to marley's games instead it's the I'll poor bring, man's leafs i will bring you one day you just it's a business we're meeting still, we're still waiting we're still just waiting. bring tony and i and just say hey look we're recording this podcast we're trying to see if we can put some fucking ads in there or we can get one of their ads on our shit and there you go see now look it's we're networking we're, we're working we're working Bringing i'll dress up in together. a suit i like that. i'll make a business a card you don't yeah a, you don't need a i got a business card a nice shirt <laughs> i want some wings <laughs> I want some goddamn sushi and those goddamn little sliders. I uh, you'll get the sliders and the the um the spring rolls. Oh fuck! Excellent. See? Spring rolls. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's like a down. there's a menu and it's gradual pricing. Excellent. So the sushi is quite. It's upper high. echelon. What yeah, about the caviar? Are you not springing for the caviar for not us? Springing for the black caviar. You know, if Tony wasn't a bitch and came to Monster Jam, maybe we could have rented out a box at. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm so sure I was the deciding factor that you, you guys couldn't get a box. You actually were. Oh my god! Are we I hate going? You all. I hate. You I thought we're, go- we're, we're going. I have to. I still have to email about it. But okay, yeah, we're okay, going. Okay, 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 okay. Just a matter of figuring out prices and stuff. But like, the box is like ten and up tone. Yeah, and there's nine people going. Yeah, eight. Okay, so it, I wasn't the deciding factor. Well, your wife would have come with us. 
Melissa's not gonna do fucking it's monster, monster jam. Get are out of here. Those are her here. people, Tony. <laughs> is, is Hillary is Hillary Duff fucking singing the national anthem? If Hillary Duff's not singing the national anthem, she wants nothing to do I with it. I don't. I don't I don't know that Hillary Duff is coming to Hamilton's monster jam to sing the national anthem, Tony. <laughs> It's still her people, Tony. It's still her people. What is that supposed to mean? <laughs> I don't know. I don't trash. know. That, all right. Ouch. Ouch. Man, we're lucky we're doing this fucking via Zoom right now because I'm going to fucking come at you like a spider monkey. <laughs> he's my, he's still going to. Don't be hopping in his car. Oh, man. I can. I can i'm gonna, literally i'm gonna literally leave the weapon in your house I'm oh my god drive, i am gonna drive through the front window <laughs> can you at least promise that no one will be there yeah yeah of course do it, do it when no one's there at least all right okay. all right sounds be, good be sensible about it yeah. okay okay no one can be there when you guys go and drop quentin off at the uh, <laughs> That's cool. Just, just, just send Tony a text. Let him know that it's empty, and he'll uh, he'll take, swing by. I'll take Chloe too. Just to yeah, safe. just just to be yeah, safe. Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right, Tony. I'll I'll get right on that. Well, this, is good. Well, this episode took a dark turn what very fast. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. We, don't yeah. want to, we don't want uh, to discuss you committing a crime naturally um so why don't we just go into uh our recurring segment best man worst it's back yeah in pog for oh fuck always and um i guess before i kick it off i just wanted to give a shout out to uh my professor from high, from I was gonna say high school, high school. No, from J school, J school, Salem Allerton, came over today and we watched Tim Burton's Batman on 4K. Nice. It was just as amazing as you think it was. And Tony, the sound effects weren't as distracting as I thought they'd be. What about the strings? Are the strings there? Well, you know the string when he comes down. Yes, in the art, in the art gallery. Right? Yeah. He needs that string. I realized this later, because he. Needs oh yeah, because he comes through the window, right? Because he comes through the window, so he's repelling yeah. through the window. Because uh. initially, my ex pointed it out to us, and we're like, "Oh, he's on springs. It's, it looks ridiculous." And I've since realized he he needs it because he's repelling down. Yeah, <laughs> he can't fly. He can't yeah. fly. He like, can the next, only not like glide. That, it's not like the, yeah, like it's the because the next moment he has that grapple thing that shoots he like he like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah like that and then he's like hold on and then he goes but yeah, yeah. zip lines across masterpiece masterpiece excellent and just i love that the prince music yeah naturally like best come on. best soundtracks come on yep. yeah come on. there's no there's no question there's no question party man r.i.p anyways um i can kick it off sure um the one that i want to talk about being the best other than the menu which i rewatched and loved um was uh the new netflix documentary called senior which is about robert downey uh senior excellent and kind of uh kind of the last kind of years of his life because he has 
he has Parkinson's mm. and he's starting to starting to go. So Robert Downey Jr. gets a team together to kind of film like him chat hanging out with his dad and stuff right. and kind of like his experiences talking about the film industry, how he kind of like got up there, how uh RDJ kind of like became a movie star and like they don't shy away from the drugs and the alcohol. Right. Yeah. Which I thought was which I thought was refreshing because usually you would just kind of be like, nope, nope. Yeah. But just gonna uh, skip over that part. But yeah, it's really uh it's really intimate. It's really uh moving. Uh it's nice to see that not all dads suck. Sure. And uh I really like the black and white. It's a lot of black and white. Oh, that's nice. Which is which looks quite lovely because I love how black and white looks on digital. Mm-hmm. It just translates sharper. Very, yeah, it's very sharp, and it translates really well. Like obviously, yeah. black and yeah. white film looks incredible, but I really like the look of black and white on digital. And yeah, like it's. So is it? So is it? Is it like? Because I know you said it talks a lot about about RDJ's life. Mm. Um, so is it kind of like a hybrid document, like focused on his father and sort of like that angle, but like kind of like the R Robert Downey, how how his overall how his like father, between like, senior and junior, kind of like how his father started making yeah. movies and how he kind of went up with it because he was right. in those movies, yeah, and then he kind of branched off into his own thing, and then and yeah, then, and then like he his life his drugs, versus his yeah. drug spiral, and then kind of came back from that that's kind of where they they don't really like they don't really talk about marvel at all right okay well that's nice they kind of leave that all out even though he has the tony stark beard in a couple of the segments right of course they only really focus on like his his earlier stuff like chat like chaplin and uh less than zero and the stuff he did in the 80s yeah nice yeah and then like his dad talks about his drug addictions and how it like destroyed his marriage and then like is very sorrowful because he's the reason rdj got into drugs yeah like like his mistakes kind of rubbed off on rdj and that's what led him down the path right right and just kind of reconciling that and reconciling like how rdj is like on a better path now and how he's different with his kids nice but yeah it's uh short it's only like 95 minutes but it's uh there's some good laughs and some good it's very there's some poignant moments and it's also intercut with um senior wants to do wants to film some sort of avant-garde film right they keep cutting to like footage of him with like a crew kind of filming avant-garde style through new york oh so that's kind of cool too. And they keep referring to each other as senior and junior. That's cute. <laughs> I like that. Fun. Yeah. And like, apparently his name's not even Robert Downey. It's like, he has a completely different name. Oh my God. But he had to change it. Cause uh, I don't remember the reason he changed it. Cause I think he got more work thinking he was more Irish than what he was. Oh, so he went by Robert Downey. And then I guess he just named his son, Robert Downey as well. Yeah. But it's uh, it comes out on Netflix, I believe, the beginning of December. Nice, and uh, yeah, it's worth uh, it's worth, worth checking. Out. Cool. Yeah, Tony, did you dig it? I dug it. I dug it. There's some definitely some tender moments in there. Um, 
like I said to you off off uh, offline here, I said the the last yeah we took minutes, it offline yeah we took it <laughs> offline uh, we in the last twenty minutes nearly broke me because like you really see like the deterioration on uh, Bob Senior and um, oh you're on a first you're on first a, name first name Bob. first name Bob, yeah. Bob. Yeah. well that's what he went by he was, his name was Bob Downey um yeah those last one those last 20 minutes and like seeing just how like they had to move um because of his condition they had to move the editing suite into the bedroom kind of thing and like he was bedridden but like they were like going through it together and like just like robert downey jr in the in the um in the chair next to him and the stuff it's like those real there was it was real moments it was genuine and uh you can really you could really feel that in that yeah because there's a good chunk of the movie where like RDJ is kind of the iron, like it's Tony Stark persona where right. he's kind of sarcastic yeah. and kind of like not showing the emotion. Right. And then closer to the end, you can see it's kind of a facade and that he's actually like coming he's, to terms he's, with the fact that his dad is falling apart. Right. Yeah. And you get like, you get like firsthand like footage of like um, Robert Downey, Robert Downey Jr. talking to his therapist and stuff. And like it's like it's it it's real. Like yeah. this is this is not this is not acting. This is there there. It's very lived in kind of thing, right? So I I really admired that of that this doc. It was yeah. it was real and raw. Oh, it's awesome. Very there's all in. sorts of movies I want to watch now. Yeah, like his his <laughs> filmography is pretty fucking wild. Man. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty. There's some, it's there's pretty some weird stuff. It's pretty wacky, and there's some RDJ stuff I want to check out now. The older Dope. stuff. Dope. So cool. Yeah, give it a watch. Yeah. It's on my watch list for sure. Mm-hmm. So Tony, give us your best. My best is yeah. from uh, Netflix. It's a oh, little bit, little bit Netflix little week. Bit yeah, good Netflix week. This one's from uh, a release in June. It's uh, the Sandman, Mr. Adam Sandler. His movie called oh. Hustle. Ooh, I thought you actually watched the Sandman. Isn't there a fucking show? It's just like, what? Yeah. That's Tony. That's not a movie. I know. What are you doing, right? No, it's Adam Sandler, man. And yeah. it's drama, and he is actually trying in this one. Oh, that's cute. Uh, he's trying. He just tries harder in most movies. In yeah. Some, sorry. In some movies, he tries harder than others. Some Agreed. movies. Some movies. So some are just a vacation one. for him. Exactly. Sure. Just sure. hanging out with the friends, right? And uh, so this one. He plays a scout for the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, he right. goes to Europe, finds a prospect, wants to bring him over. Uh, 76ers don't want to bring him over, brings him over anyway, and then uh, hilarity ensues. No, basically, he's just he's really fighting for this one prospect, and like everyone's telling him, no, it's not going to happen, kind of thing. And it's like an underdog story of like Sandler, like trying to bring this guy up. Uh, up the ranks to try and get him into the NBA. Got it. And uh, there's not there's nothing more to that. It's your standard uh, underdog story. I really enjoyed it. I'm a sucker for basketball movies. I mean, an even bigger sucker for underdog stories. Sure. Uh, a sucker for Adam Sandler, apparently. Yeah. A sucker for Adam Sandler. Yeah. Yo, Queen Latifah plays his wife in this one, and it's the 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 dynamic is a little weird, but uh, I actually kind of I I kind of dug it. They had they had some cute chemistry together. Well, that's I really fun. enjoyed it because he's he's married to a woman who's actually his age. 
Yeah, uh, and won't take his shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was it was just not it was definitely not what I was expecting. I know they're 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 definitely friends and stuff, but uh, yeah, they had some cute chemistry. I really enjoyed that. And uh, you should definitely check it out if you guys are a fan of basketball. If you're a fan of Sandman, um, it's worth checking out. Even if you're not all that, it's definitely a good it's a all good right. feel good movie. It's all right, warm, it's a warm hug. They're pushing for the Oscar for him. No. I don't for the buddy, no, buddy, nomination. He, it might happen if they didn't give it to him for uncut gems. They're definitely not going to give it to him for this it was, one. It was a tougher year that it was more. It was a more tough year. This year is a little weaker. Well, all fingers are crossed. I will definitely be campaigning for uh, Mr. Adam Sandler for best actor for, for the Sandman. Yes, the maybe maybe he gets the spirit. Maybe he gets the spirit nomination. Who knows? He, he already has a spirit award. Calm down. <laughs> I don't think hustle. I like, like I don't think it would uh, qualify. It definitely was filmed for more than thirty million dollars. Mm. Yeah, there's definitely a hell of a lot of basketball players in there, like notable exactly. basketball players. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But uh, yeah, that fifth spot is up for grabs. So because. The sun isn't getting it. <laughs> no, definitely not. Let's just nope. forget that movie even happened. <laughs> I can't wait till James sees it. Oh, I'm so excited. Not excited. James, hit us with your best. Oh, you want my best? All right. Well, I feel like this this segment is gonna. Well, at least for me, it's gonna be mainly sponsored by Netflix. So we'll just keep the train rolling since we're going. Uh, I want to talk about sure. uh, All Quiet on the Western Front. Oh, the shit. remake, the 2022 nice. Netflix remake. I wanted to I wanted to see that. I had a screener and it uh, expired cuz I oh. had to go to see some to go to Punta Cana or some fuck for some, some fuck's wedding. Yeah. Married. Yeah. Again. Again. Goddamn chodes, right? Chodes fucking chodes, man. Fucking chodes. Yeah, fucking chodes. Oh, so this uh I've seen the original. I'm a huge fan of the original as well. From well, the original, I guess one of the original adaptations from the 30s. Um very very good, but this was incredible like i haven't well to bring back our phrase from the last uh, last podcast episode it was bleak man like i mean like and i know it's world war one shot from like it's told from the perspective of the german side which obviously yeah they're they lose the war spoiler alert for world war one if you don't know uh, <laughs> how could you spoil that for me but uh spoiler no, so, alert you scum so scum, one of the things man, why would you do that i'm sorry one of the things i loved i liked or i thought was clever about like the the one from the 30s uh was that everyone was speaking english on the german side and like the other side was speaking their regular language so it could have been french or english but they would like make it gibberish so like you couldn't understand them sort of thing which would have put you in the mindset of the soldier in this one they just went with the actual languages so it's it's a german movie and french um and those are the only two languages spoken in the entire thing um but the depictions they have of world war one are some of the most fucking horrific images i've ever seen and like they didn't shy away from that this isn't a rah rah glory glory fucking war battle shit this is holy fuck this is brutal like it is a meat grinder of bodies and chaos and destruction and just death all around you and just like the like it starts off where you follow these four guys that are like young teens that join up in the german cause towards the end it's like 1917 when they join and 
uh, they get to the front lines or whatever and some shit ensues and then it skips ahead an entire year and just like the difference in this one guy is just like it's like he goes from fresh faced ready to fight for the cause to like a grizzled soldier who's just like I don't know if I'm gonna fucking make it out of here alive um, and it's just insane it follows that story it also follows like the the other half of it where they're trying to end the war so the armistice and and it all culminates on the events that happened on november 11th so and i ended up watching it that week right before remembrance day as well which was like really kind of like fitting and tied it all together but uh yeah it's it's long it's like two and a half hours but it is probably one of the best depictions of that story ever so far um totally worth it if you are interested at all in a mostly accurate but still fictional depiction of world war one towards the end so how is it uh we're talking about brutality yeah uh, when i think of war and brutality i think of uh the d-day sequence from saving private ryan how yeah. does it uh kind of match to that it's like that but every time you're on the battlefield okay like oh, it's shit. like so there's no real like there's there's a point and, and this isn't <laughs> like let's take a breath and talk, talk there is there is there's moments of breath because like okay. you're, you're you're watching as i said you like you're watching to, like you the, have to you have, you have to, to it's too making, much yeah exactly so there's moments in there where it's like uh they're trying to find food or something because that was a big problem towards the end of the war um but there's also like um the, as i said they're trying to negotiate the armistice as well so there's moments of just like diplomat diplomacy and like talking back and forth between the two sides to figure out the peace talks um and there's moments cut back where you know like you have really nice moments where one of the soldiers receives a letter from his wife but even that letter is fucked um like it's there's but honestly like one of the most terrifying it's it's not i can't spoil a movie but it's like historically pretty accurate um but there's a moment in it where like they towards the end is where it's not exactly accurate but anyway tanks show up because world war one was like the first few tanks that ended up coming through um but there's a scene where it's basically like these soldiers had never encountered a tank before and like these tanks are coming at them and it's one of the most like I didn't know what the fuck was going to happen. Like it was terrifying the way that they shot it. It was very much shot from the soldier's perspective of these fucking like huge behemoth metal machines coming towards you and like barreling over people, literally watching people like get squeezed like a tube of toothpaste. Like it's horrific, but I think that ends up being like more well done in my eyes. Let's just like stop glorifying the shit. Just like, it wasn't a glory time. It was fucked if you were on the front line. Like you were. Nobody understands that anymore of like that level of fear that you have that is just like unattainable and then still having to like charge into battle. It's insane. But anyway, totally worth a watch. Um, just it, prepare yourself. It premiered at TIFF and it's Germany's uh pick for the oscars so i that makes sense i have a feeling it will get into best it's a it's a front it's, it's a front runner for international right now isn't it it's one of that the would make runners, sense yeah yeah well that in triple r no triple r isn't oh that's right it didn't uh, pick, it, he, didn't they went for it. best picture for that i think right yeah yeah okay yeah and i think your song might get into best song oh it fucking better 
<laughs> that's enough about that. Anyway, that was my best, but I'm really nice. hopeful for it. Go, go, go all quality on the Western front. I don't really know what its competition is either, but uh, there's plenty. Yeah. So it's, it's a, a pretty good year. It's a robust year for international film. Yeah. And like, it may even sneak into best picture. Interesting. Nice. Good for Netflix for yeah. picking that up then. Yeah. Yeah. Good for them. Um, Dave, I I guess we're sticking with streaming. I'm going to pivot off of uh, Netflix and go to Apple Plus. Ooh. And and since I'm still talking about docs, we're going with another doc. Selena Gomez, My Mind and Me. Oh, nice. You watched that. Nice. I did. I did. It's um, it's a warts and all look at uh, Selena Gomez and her comeback because she was on tour in 2016 yeah and the documentarian was hired to film it yeah and uh she cancels the tour halfway through because she has all sorts of mental health problems and she's having issues um they don't really like it's a litany of issues and she has to go to rehab she has to get uh she has to kind of come back from that and then it it stops like that's how it begins and then like it cuts to like three years later and she's she's better and she wants to start working again and kind of the ups and downs of trying to do that and like kind of very warts and all and just unfiltered right and it's 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 an interesting movie but at the same time it's very glossy it reminded mm-hmm. me a lot of uh, there's a Demi Lovato one that came out at South by Southwest, whose um, the name is escaping me, but it was uh, that was it that ended up on YouTube, um, but kind of the same um, style idea. Demi Lovato dancing with the devil is what it's just called, um, but the same idea of kind of warts and all, kind of like these former child stars grew up and they have problems because they grew up in the the public eye and kind of they didn't they missed out on that social aspect of elementary school high school right because they were working yeah right and then they have all this money and they're spending all this money and (sighs) it just it didn't feel genuine Mm. It just felt very manufactured and like any of the good, the good moments that felt more introspective and more um, inspired seemed to kind of get cut short. Got it. Or kind of didn't really go anywhere. Yeah. And like, it was weird what they were focusing on. Like they didn't talk about only murders in the building at all, which seems oh. like it should have been at least at the end. Yeah. Cause there's like a whole huge focus on like when she went for a, a trip with, uh, um, the, we, is it, we, who, who does we, who Maybe does like, we? It's like we day, you know what I'm talking about? Oh Yeah. Uh, so she's involved with them and she goes to Kenya to kind of like right. see where some yeah, of her, yeah, the yeah. money she's been raising is going right. and talks to like female students there and right. kind of about how their lives are versus yeah, how yeah, it is yeah. in the States. Yeah. Type thing. And like, there's a huge focus there and then it cuts to COVID 
and uh, the Wii organization kind of like falls apart. Yeah. And she, there's just like a random scene where she's watching it in real time, real time. And she's like, okay, so that's a waste of my time. I just wasted all that time and it means nothing now type thing. And then it cuts to something else. And it's kind of like, okay, I feel like it needed a little more, fo- like a touch more focus yeah. and a touch more genuine. It felt it felt like a lot of it was disingenuous and anything that was genuine, they just didn't like a bit more of a puff piece than yeah, it was very puffy. Mm. Mm -hmm. But there was like, I think they could have made a whole documentary out of this one part where she's um, doing interviews on the press circuit. Yeah. And they're showing footage of the interviews and like behind the scenes type thing. And she's answering questions and they're stupid questions. Like what's your favorite color? We're like, what's your ideal date type thing? Oh my God. And I think the one question is, Hey, after this is all over, like after your career's over type thing, or like when your music, when you decide you don't want to do music anymore or acting, what do you want to do? Yeah. And she, she said something like, I want to be a philanthropist. I want to, you know, I want to be raising money for causes type thing. That's Mm -hmm. really what I want to do. And then in, um like she leaves it at a point where like the next question should be more about philanthropy but then the 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 uh the journalist is like okay that's good i'm all done and she's just kind of sitting there like, what the fuck i just said something not puffy at all yeah. you just didn't you just didn't even pick up on it. it yeah right so she and there's there's a whole section where she's talking about that and kind of her frustration at like having to answer the stupid ones and how they're not doing anything with the actual good ones. Yeah. And I, I feel like that could have been a whole documentary on its own. Yeah. Mostly because I know I'm not always the greatest with questions, but I thought that was interesting. It was a good question that probably deserved a follow up, and that guy blew it. Yeah. Blew it big time. <laughs> so, yeah, it was Just, kind of a meh. Sure. I wanted more from it. Yeah. But good for Selena, and uh, I hope her road to recovery uh, continues. Did they mention anything about her cooking show? No, they didn't mention the cooking oh, show. See, what? No. The what the hell? It was it's more of like the, the music. Oh. More of the music, but yeah, like, that's yeah, probably what the focus was. Yeah, sure. But we, she had all these different branches. Like she was doing all these different things. So why wouldn't you talk about any of that? Yeah, yeah, it's true. That cooking show did like come out of COVID. Like that was what right. she did to pass the time. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And then she was on Only Murders. Yeah. Like she wasn't just doing music. She was doing all sorts of other things. She was throwing herself into all these other things. Yeah. So, yeah. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And then they talk about her. It's lupus, right? Is that what she has? Yes. Yeah. So they talk about that, too. Nice. Well, not nice, but cool. Not cool. I don't know. It's... It's a topic. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't shy away from what right. she's actually going through. That's good. It's yeah. So Tony, meh. Uh speaking of unfortunate things, my uh meh was an unfortunate movie that I wanted more from. Uh-huh. Um I'm talking about the summer blockbuster called Bullet Train. Oh. Oh, that's fair though. Yeah. 
that that movie was really convoluted. Like, I feel like it got more and more like convoluted as they introduced more characters. Yeah, that's fair. Like, yeah. and like, and keeping track of who's who became harder. Yeah, and uh, what did my letterbox? What did I say for letterbox? My letterbox review was called "This movie should have been called barely an inconvenience." The movie because yeah. literally, like, Brad Pitt was in a jam. There is always just that one thing that, like, he had to yeah. just get out of that situation. Yeah. Perfect example: the whole snake bite thing. Yeah. With like, she gets she gets him, and then all of a sudden they have the end. Just so happens to have the antidote. Like, give me a fucking break, man. There's some fun parts. There's definitely it, some yeah. fun parts. Some, the action, the action, it. it's fun. The action, the action was decent and everything. Yeah. But like, when after the action was over, like. It was it, and fucking Taylor Johnson like on the back of a bullet yeah. train. Yeah. yeah, like yeah, okay. the and like okay, him there. just okay. like fucking Hulkamania <laughs> yeah. the the window. Give me a break, okay? Uh, no, no, no. I buy that. I no, buy I that. don't. I don't I do know. Not. I don't know about hanging on the back of the bullet train, but I, I buy I can, him I can busting see him, through it. I can see him busting through a window. Fuck, but... fuck you guys. No, he would fly like. Oh no, on the back of a bullet. No, I just in general, I think he could bust a window. I just can't. I can't. He can't on the back can't of a bullet train. No, he cannot do both. No. No, but I could, if the train was not moving and he was in the back, I could see him specifically punching through that window. I I, I thought it, there was there was some clever yeah clever moments. It reminded me a lot of uh, Smoking Aces, which I mm-hmm. yes to you mm-hmm. yes definitely definitely some Smoking Aces vibes. I will say, uh, what's his name Brian Brian Tyree Henry? Yeah, that's him. Yeah, yeah. He was the best part. Like he oh, yeah. let he let it him. up. He was he was having a complete blast. Paper boy's uh, the best. Ba- <laughs> Who'd you say, James? Paper boy's the best. Paper boy's the best. He was he was the best thing, and I liked the. He uh, usually is the best thing yeah. about any movie he's in. Yeah, that's true. I'd say I really enjoyed his bit. And uh, spoiler alert: the little wee wee wee. The Channing Tatum cameo was. Uh, oh yeah, also one of my fun. favorite bits as well. It was fun. Yeah. It was also fucking long. It that too. Long. Like it's so long. It's and like long. just so many backstories, so many like yeah. flashbacks, flash forwards, like but that's the style. Yeah, that the yeah style I get it. Movie is. I I get it. I get the style. It's just it was it was aggravating to watch. Yeah. I, I think I would have liked when Michael Shannon shows up, I think I would have liked it better if I didn't know Michael Shannon was showing up. Yeah. See, I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't know he was, I didn't, I, I knew he was in it. I just forgot. Like, oh, okay. So when he showed up, it was like an utter surprise for me. Okay. Cause I was just sitting there like, where the fuck is Michael Shannon? Yeah. Mm. Because he, he's seriously cool when he shows yeah. up. Obviously. Yeah. And like when Michael he does Shannon. the, he does like the roll on his arm, like that's badass. There's that's there's cool. bad there's badass scenes in it. Yeah, it's just there's just not enough to bring it home. You know, yeah, that's fair. Bad bunny fan. No, 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 I'm not. <laughs> it was uh, it was a meh. It was a meh. That's fair. I'm glad I didn't see it in theaters. I still want to read the book. I just think it's kind of. I think it's kind of goofy that. It's clearly a tailor-made movie for someone else, and the someone else shows up in a brief, like a three-second cameo. Yeah, and yeah. you're just like, 
okay, you don't need to be clever. Like this isn't clever guys. Yeah. Like you don't need, like it's clearly tailor made for this person. And this isn't a funny in joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, hey. yeah, I would, it's worth, it's a, it's worth a diver, a laundry diversion <laughs> on a Saturday evening or a sat not a Saturday Sunday, evening, a Saturday, Sunday evening. not even a Sunday, even like a Saturday afternoon. Yeah. It's on a, on a Saturday a matinee. Day. I like yeah. that. That's fair. I, yeah, I could see myself just like, Oh, this is on. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll leave I'll it on. Yeah. 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 I'll leave it on. Saturday afternoon. It's too cold to go outside. You just want to throw laugh. on some bullet train, throw on some bullet train. You're totally a Percy, Tony. Yeah, he's definitely Percy. Also, I think like it, it's a movie for dads too. Like, definitely there's a lot of a dad dads movie. out there that would just enjoy. Dad it. I know my dad liked it, so yeah, that sounds yeah, I right. I didn't, I didn't mind it. Oh, see, there you go. See, it's there a it's, it's already happening today. If he's starting to, he's yeah, starting to, he's just he's gonna cream his pants over all quiet on the Western Front. It's it's a war history picture. He's got to get into that now. It's true. It's true. You're gonna come back. You're gonna come over one time, and I'm gonna be working on my Civil War rebellion. <laughs> Peyton is the soldiers. Yeah, yeah. He's got he's got his <laughs> replica ass magnifying yeah, glass. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy, my meh. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with Athena. Oh, I want to see that. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a meh. Um, mainly because it. Okay, so. Starting with the good part of this movie, the cinematography in it is fucking aces. It's incredibly well done. The opening sequence alone is worth almost the entire price of admission. Um, I've heard that. It's intense. It's chaotic. But it does such a good job following the action. And so it's it's I'll call it gimmick is that it's it it does one shots. Um, but not exclusively like okay. it knows when it has to take a moment to cut and it doesn't make sense to continue its one shot so it's i would say like maybe 85 90 percent of that movie is one shots and then there's some scenes that are like you cut for it just because it doesn't make sense to do it um some of the work though like the camera work itself is fucking great like it's seamless to the point where some of it i can't even tell like some of the obvious cuts are there. Like if someone walks directly in front of camera, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. You hit a cut in there. That's fine. But some of them are like really seamless transitions where you're just following this guy and he like hops on a scooter and you're suddenly on the scooter as well. Or like they do like a crane lift as like a whole bunch of guys are running up the stairs and they do a crane lift with the camera and it comes up to the top and seamlessly just like moves in and like starts on a scooter. And like, you know, you're on a scooter and you're moving and it's just like how the fu like the work that went into planning that is incredible um it could have it could have been one take some it, of those some of them scenes. probably were it was just like that's what i mean like it's incredible the amount of like planning that they did to make it perfect because i'm just thinking of like the raid two where they do the car chase yeah and like the camera oh, they pass it through yeah they they literally passed it yeah. through the yeah. car and they definitely could it's just like it was so steady and so smooth like you don't even see like there's not even like a pause for like where they would be like and okay now go it's like move and move and it's just anyway very 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 well done uh technically okay plot wise <laughs> what sorry 
I was gonna say, how did you hear about this movie? Because like, oh, it I just showed up on Twitter. It was just some people I fucking talking about it. it. I have not heard of this movie until you and until I saw it on your letterbox. I was literally, oh, I, was. I was scrolling through Twitter, and some people were like, "Jesus, this movie's fucking great!" And I was like, "All right, you know, throw like I read the synopsis, right, and I'm like, up, yeah. I'll throw it on the list." And then, like as a side note, I'm taking, I'm taking French lessons. And I was talking to my French instructor and she's like, oh, you know what? Let's both watch this movie. And then we'll like converse about it in French. And like, also it's the movies in French. So it was like, perfect. I needed the subtitles though. Like it's way too dramatic. Like it's action thrillery. So everyone's talking like so fast that like I would have lost so much of it if I didn't have them on, but it was still nice to like watch a movie in French and pick up a lot of what they were saying. Um, making French good for you, buddy. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, so outside of that, plot-wise, it's a movie about a kid gets killed by cops and this poor apartment complex, uh, real uplifting, this poor apartment complex full of like lower-income people in France uprises against the police force. And like that is the plot synopsis. Um, it does a really, really good job up until it doesn't. The third act is not great and it just kind of waffles the ending and it just kind of like ends on kind of like a fart and Mm. you're just kind of just like you were so close so close to just nailing this thing and you didn't um so that's where it ended up it like it dragged it down for me it was like oh this is gonna be pretty good i'm really liking this i really like this a lot and then the ending hit and i was like oh okay it's just a meh um did you see Les Miserables? The, the I French, haven't. The I haven't. From 2019, because this it sounds very similar to what you're describing. I think it is. I saw some. I saw. I read some reviews, and there was a lot of comparisons to Les Miserables from yeah. France, um, which also doesn't help narrow that down at all. It's what a weird title to choose. Um, right. You can just say the 2019 one. The 2019 the Les Miserables, <laughs> not the musical. <laughs> was yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I kept seeing comparisons to that as well but it was like that movie's fucking intense I did you ever see that one no no i watched i watched another one it was like it it was a danish one at tiff it was called shorta okay. and it was mm-hmm. very similar to like uh an uprising kind of thing yeah i'll check yeah. out the miz because a lot of people were saying do it so um, it's very it's very well done i really really liked it if you want to see some slick camera work, though, check out Athena. It is kind of worth it for that. And that opening alone is so fucking crazy that it's worth the price of, of admission for sure. But That's just don't heard, just right? don't expect a lot. Out. Yeah, I've heard that. So <laughs> That's my meh. Dave. All right. A worst. I'm going to go with a film that we were really chomping at the bit to see at Fantasia. And uh, we missed out on it, and then we got it. I got it afterwards, and you guys clearly lucked out not watching it. It's called All Jacked Up and Full of Worms. Oh, oh you're you're allowed to talk about this now. I can, I can. Nice. It nice. is not good. Oh, great. <laughs> not good. Yeah, that's and right. That was that bullet. was on our list. That was on our list. I remember that. Yeah, it's short and sweet. Thank Christ. Good, um, but it's kind of like a disjointed avant-garde kind of a group of individuals doing these uh having hypnotic dreams and drug trips after they eat worms and it's yeah it's just very disjointed and i wasn't 
a big fan of where it kind of goes. Gotcha. And uh, I described it as a descent into an avant-garde hellscape, which uh, which kind of does it. Okay. And um, yeah, there's just there's multiple storylines and characters. And yeah. It's it's very it's very niche and it's just very out there. I admire the st- some of the stylistic choices. Right. But then like it's just kind of like violent for violence sake mm. and just kind of like weird just because it could be. And there's a whole bit with this baby sex toy where it's basically it's a baby and then the mouth hole is very large and it's like an extended bit with this thing and it's just kind of, it's very repulsive oh and it's just kind of like it's all bad it's very bad taste like even if i wasn't a parent i'd still be like this is kind of bad taste guys yeah that does not even sound fun yeah and like there's a bit where they're like pouring milk in it and it's just like the imagery and you're just like ew why why like i don't know so i don't know what (sighs) i don't really know who it's for sure but all i know is yeah like you said you guys dodged a bullet and uh i don't see myself watching it again (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's I don't fair. see myself watching it again so that's fair. Uh, yeah that is a no no bueno that's a big no yeah that's a no bueno. that's, a, that's a no from you dog yeah that's it's it's gonna be a no from me dog i appreciate that's that. unfortunate yeah well, thanks sucks. for thanks for taking that bullet for us then yes you thank you very welcome thank You're you very thank welcome you. I, i'm glad i could do it mr tasty what is yes. your worst so I was doing well and I'm doing I'm doing well catching catching up on movies and stuff. Uh my worst is one that I was very excited to see. I don't know why I was excited to see it, but I wanted to see it. Uh I'm calling this I don't know why I'm calling this. It is what it is. Uh Black Adam. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Can you uh did did was there a new uh a new hierarchy in the dc universe honestly like i think that's like taking it a little bit like you know everyone just needs to take take a step back um no but tony the hierarchy is supposed to change i swear to god if someone says the hierarchy has to change again is getting fucking sucker punched by me like like i will will todd bertuzzi like okay uh, you're not um, as vulgar as that sounds, you, good luck doing a Todd a Todd Bertuzzi to The Rock, yeah. like, <laughs> Tanya Harding him at least. <laughs> That's even darker. It's not even Tanya Harding; it's Jeff Galuli. <laughs> Galuli. All right, yeah, before we go Galooly into a dark, a dark path, of, this movie was bad. And you know what? We are in 2022. You know what we don't need in superhero movies? a fucking origin story yeah no one gives a flying fuck what how did black adam come into come into fruition isn't he like Like, egyptian or something yeah i just can't (laughs) i just can't get over how bad it looked like for Mm. all that money that was spent on it it was just a cgi mess and like you know what that then you know that shit they did with uh 
Chris Evans in Captain America. Where they made him yeah. small? Yeah, they mm. did that. They do that to The Rock. And like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do that to The Rock. <laughs> they couldn't find and, someone that looks kind of like The Rock. No, they, they do that. And he's just like a pinch smaller. Like you could still see like his like gristled like arms and stuff. But like he like comes down at least I would say like a foot and a half. Oh my God. It's just so fucking weird. And the, just the effects are just... I compare it to bullet train because like bullet train was like made for less money yet bullet train looked 10 times more realistic than black Adam did. Mm -hmm. And black Adam was like what? A hundred to 150. Um, all of it went to, to, to Dwayne's pocketbook though. So obviously, obviously all is all is uh, like 5 million left for CGI. The rest was Dwayne's budget. All of his buddies for him negotiating a social media or a social, uh, yeah. Budget. Yeah. Something like that. All his producing buddies were on it too, and like, of course, they were all there. It's just, it was just so bad, guys. Like, ten minutes in, I looked at Melissa and I was like, "This is gonna be bad." And Melissa didn't even realize that it was like connected to Shazam at all, because like at one point he goes Shazam and he like transforms into Black Adam. She's like, "Is this connected to Shazam?" I was like, "Yeah, he's a villain." It is. And they're like, "Shazam's greatest villain." Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She didn't know that. Yeah, because it's and not really does. marketed well. No, it's not at all. Like, I, I uh, think I asked that question a couple of weeks ago. I think I asked Dave. <laughs> I was like, is this related to Shazam in some way? In the Justice Society? Like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah, the, the, Justice, the Justice Society of America, like, trying to explain that to Melissa. And she's like, so there's a nope. Justice League. I was like, yep. And then there's a Justice Society. Sure. Well, who's on that? Who the fuck cares? Like nobody and then, cares. And there's a justice. suicide squad. And there's a suicide squad. Like I will say, I will say though, uh, buddy from uh what is it? PS oh, Centino? Yeah. He was he stand out. Like he was really well. Like he was like he played the fish out of water, like doesn't belong there, doesn't like know what to do with his power, kind of thing. Uh, he played that very well. Awesome. And um, what's I can't remember the actor's name, but Melissa Melissa spotted him by a mile away. The villain was the guy who played Jafar in uh, the Aladdin movie. And oh, hot Jafar! Yeah, hot Jafar. Hot Jafar. <laughs> hot is Jafar. In and guess guess <laughs> oh, what? Ha- guess what happens? He's in uh, he's in the the Charlize Theron one too. Ooh, uh, what's it called? Tell us, uh, old old guard, old guard, old guard, yeah, mm-hmm. which is not horrible. Anyway, so you see him glow up in in Aladdin, right, and to become like the big fancy Jafar. Yeah, he does that again in this one. Puts on a crown and then goes like full like demon Jafar. god thing, Jafar, basically. Jafar, <laughs> just, just Jafar is it? Just Jafar is it? Don't know why they're still trying so hard to follow Marvel don't yeah well because you know they've been operating they've been operating like six years behind marvel anyway so they're still trying to do this thing always and And that's stupid and don't get me black adam for like 15 years literally and i I said that in my letterbox review i was like after like all that time you're promising this movie and then this is what you gave us like just 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 stop 
And apparently, apparently they don't even have a Superman movie in production. They have a bunch of Superman movies in production, but nothing with Henry Cavill. Don't don't get me started on that post credit scene because like that was like the little Jesus. The, the biggest tease, and it's going to turn out to be absolutely nothing. Yeah, they they hype that up way too. Much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why are we hyping up a credit scene? Why don't we just talk about the rest of the movie? Yeah, right. Spend two hours just. Co- just to watch a scene that somebody could rip onto YouTube, which exactly, did. yeah, that's how I saw it. <sighs> if they're fucking screaming in the background, and that soups clown on Twitter is fucking filming it for an audience, Jesus, it was bad. You guys don't need to see it. Don't watch it. The hierarchy right. has not fucking changed. I don't know what hierarchy there was to be changed. But it uh, hasn't. Yeah. It, it, it's it's not like DC's putting out putting out banger movies. <laughs> right. So. Exactly. Uh, the Batman. Again, not associated with the DCU. Thank you very much. I don't think DC adjacent. Yeah, we'll take we'll take DC, DC adjacent. adjacent. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping I'm hoping the actual actually the new hierarchy at DC kind of right the ship. Yeah. yeah. Or just kind of yeah, hopefully. Yeah, you want to talk about hierarchies that changed? Like, I think, I think James Gunn and uh, what's his name, Pete Sanfran. Yeah, I think that hierarchy. Yeah, I'm, I'm more, I'm, I want to see what their direction is. Not fucking DJ and his fucking Black Adam bullshit. And King Shark's coming back, so I'm excited about that. Gotta love my King King Shark. Yeah, it was a huge pass. Don't see it. I've saw it for you. Appreciate so, that. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thanks for ta- thanks for taking that bullet. Yeah, yeah. thanks, homie. Uh, you're thanks, welcome. homie. I'm hoping they use the flash to kind of wipe the slate clean and just start over, including getting a new flash. Or don't even yeah. don't even you know what don't, don't even, even release over. it. Don't even start over. Aquaman's doing fine. Keep going there. Yeah. Batman's doing fine. Sure. Keep going there, and you're making a sequel to the Joker. Cool. James Gunn gets another peacemaker off the ground and we're good. We're yeah. Good. Yeah. Yep. Cut print. Yep. You got you got the money. You yeah. got the money. You got the money. Get a get a suicide squad two going on. And okay. I didn't say that. Let's like James like Gunn. That. James Gunn. Yeah, but he can't direct everything. He's yeah. he's, he's gotta run the company. Yeah. He's gonna Maybe be he more produce, he, he's gonna be more producer than he is uh or executive producer than he is director. Sadness. Jimmy James, hit us with your worst. So we're talking about Jimmy Gunn. We'll go to our Jimmy. I don't have a worst. Juicy Jimmy, why are you doing it to us? Bro? I'm sorry, man. I will give a shout out to another movie that I think everyone should watch, though, and only because I can briefly talk about with Dave, and we won't spend too much time on it. But another recommend for me is Fire of Love. Um, nice, which is out I'm on D plus. And I adored it it's such a heartwarming little little film about two people who were absolutely in love with volcanoes and like the footage that they captured is fucking crazy um it's so cool it's just like a little love story wrapped up in like two people being super passionate about the same thing and like exploring and loving life together and learning and discovering and yeah cracking jokes cracking cracking jokes in french like does doesn't he want to like try and like swim down it or like use a boat? He wants, or something? yeah. Like he wants his, his his lifelong dream is to build a boat that can withstand going down a river of lava and then sail down a river of lava. 
That sounds just, badass. Like it's pretty badass. <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty badass. And then like they show them the footage of them like standing next to volcanoes that are yeah. erupting, and it it's not as badass anymore because you're like, this looks fucked. Dangerous. It's fucked. And and like, what ends up? What ends up? The epilogue of the film, like kind of encapsulates how fucked it is yeah wonderful I, mean, I can't wait i need to it's on my list to watch before the end of the year yeah yeah it's uh, very it's, very yeah. good it's very good so i was just i just wanted to give that quick shout out recommend as of a documentary and it's just a, i love the angle that they took on it it's not a typical doc it's focused on these two people and the love that they had for each other and the love that they both had for this one very specific passion and yeah and just their lives together is very it was very well done, very well shot. The footage and like a lot of it is like, well, I would say almost all of it, all of it actually is like their own footage that they yeah. captured going out to these volcanoes and things, um, except for some of the epilogue stuff that's obviously from other sources. But all this stuff that is them on the volcanoes is like it's them with their people that they brought to record or film or their own film because he was a uh, he would film everything and she would take photographs with still images and things like that. And just the, the shots that they were able to get and help demystify volcanoes while you know being just a cute little couple together very, really like very touch one. nice too. yeah yeah it was well done narration's very well done yeah hope it gets hope it gets a nom yeah in somewhere like yeah. whether it's the oscars or otherwise it, it definitely deserves some recognition for just being one of the sweetest documentaries i've watched in a long time mm-hmm so, nice. Yeah, can't that wait to check it. that out. I didn't have a worst, so I just figured I'd throw it another. Hey, watch this. Yeah. We on to our uh, next segment, the Shutter Minute. Shutter yeah, minute. let's do the Shutter Minute. Evil lurking deep inside, its darkness knows no limit. So listen closely if you dare. This is the Shutter Minute. <laughs> I I can't believe we have another theme song. I love it. Josh love is our it. homie, man. Such 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 an awesome guy. Awesome jingle. Fucking love it. Awesome I jingle. Awesome podcast. If you don't listen to the Foley podcast, you definitely should because he makes these jingles for us because he's just very good with sound and music and things that we are not good at. And he helps us, so I hope you help him and just listen. They're short. They're not like us. You don't have to fucking give an hour and a half of your life every two weeks to this nonsense. You can listen to something short and sweet and maybe learn something. Whereas this is just us three fucking idiots talking about nonsense for an hour and a half. So yeah, just a bunch know. of jackasses just bitching about movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What 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 do we got anyway? Yeah. The Shutter Minute, Tony. What do you watch, buddy? I'm very excited for the Shutter Minute uh, this time around. I watched a Canadian film called Slash Back. Nice. Which is on Shutter as of uh, uh, Friday. <laughs> yeah, it was on Shutter as of Friday. But nice. uh, just so you guys know, it is not on Shutter in Canada because oh. it is on Brave in Canada. Oh. So it is on Shutter in the United States. I found that out. All right. Uh, recently. Nice, nice. Well, yeah. For it's for Canadian now. fans, and it's on Crave now. It's on Crave now. Uh, it's been on, I think it's been on Crave uh, for a while, and it's just hitting hitting the American market on Shutter now. Awesome. Um, it is. We saw it at I, South by, didn't we, Tony? We did see it at South by. So you okay. can't talk about this. Um, hey, woo! cool! Look at you. Woo! 
Like Does you. Dave remember it? That was like Dave, eight eight thousand movies do. ago. Some of it I do. I would say that it is a cross between invasion invasion of the body snatchers and the thing. Oh, cool. And so attack the quick block. and attack the block. Oh I would say. man, no so, one watch attack the block. It's a good movie. Uh, quick, quick plot Truth overview. Truth. Uh, it takes place in a little town in the Arctic. Yeah. Uh, during the longest day of the year. Uh, it is the day where the sun doesn't go down. Sure. Uh, these aliens have touched down in, uh, in their town and they, uh, they just want the humans and they want to, uh, take their blood. Sure. And they take their bodies over and, uh, hilarity ensues. Hilarity ensues. And it's just about these, these group of kids. Uh, that's, that's where the attack of the block comes from. Uh, it's this little, little gang of girls who, uh, they're indigenous, indigenous indigenous Mm -hmm. girls, um, who find the aliens and, uh, they, they fight against them to protect their town. And I would say the only drawback of this movie is the movie's about 90 minutes long, but the shit doesn't really hit the fan until maybe 45, 40, 45 minutes in. Mm, okay. So, so you I gotta sink half. Was, yeah. You gotta sink at least half the movie before because like they do uh they like introduce the story, they introduce the characters, all that stuff. You sure. see like some light scenes where the aliens are introduced and uh how the girls first uh run into the aliens and their little altercations and stuff, but then it doesn't get like wild until like the second half of the movie but when sure. it gets wild it is fucking bad shit oh okay that's fair and it's uh and it's canadian too so it'll rem- james will remind you of uh another indigenous horror movie that we saw uh blood, blood, uh, quantum? blood quantum yeah, yeah that was, that was a good one it did yeah it did feel very blood quantum-ish all right, ish. All right. yeah and uh also r.i.p to that director by the way absolutely i was about to, I was about to say that that I really liked Blood Quantum, so that if that's it's, if that's a similar, then I'm I'm on board. That definitely fun. similar vibes, and like I said, invasion invasion of the body snatchers, the thing kind of thing. Yeah. and I liked Jeff Barnaby. That was the Jeff channel. Barnaby. Yes. Yeah, yes, I liked the practical effects. Practical effects were really good. Some of the some of the CG blood was uh, really noticeable, and it mm-hmm. kind of looked like in some parts it looked like it was on MS Paint. Oh, that's fair, but. Uh, it's a it's a lower it's a lower budget movie so but what they did with the practicals and especially like when the uh the aliens took over the humans what like the body looked like sure um because like they do wacky shit like they like their legs like their knees will buckle down and they'll start like crab walking and their arms will like fall double jointed around and stuff like that kind of stuff is cool because it's not cg that's actually a person inside uh a suit doing that Oh yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so it was definitely an interesting watch. Um, like I said, you got to you got to truck through the first half before you get to the good bits. But it right. is it is definitely worth it, I would say. And uh, please support Canadian cinema, please, please. Yes, hundred percent. There you go. Oh man, I want to watch that's... Blood Quantum again. Yeah, yeah. I haven't watched that a bit. I don't think we watched it since it came out. I think. No, I don't think so. Either. But it was good. Yeah, I remember liking it. I want to watch his other one. Yes, which is called "Rhymes with for Young Rhymes for Young Ghouls." Yes, nice. I want to see. Nice. That. Yeah, nice. I definitely want to check that one out too. So uh, yeah, definitely check out Slashback uh, if you're in Canada. Slashback is on uh, Crave TV, and if you're in America, you're on uh, Shutter. Shutter. Thank you to our friends at Shutter for yes. providing us with that screener. Big ups to Shutter. Hopefully, now that we have a jingle, you'll sponsor us. Actually, 
Yes, thank you. Thank We're like thank prim you. and proper now, Shutter. Come to us. Come, Come to on, me, Shutter. business daddy. <laughs> You're ridiculous. Uh, You're ridiculous. But the main event. The main event. The main event. Is there anything else you guys want to say before we get to the main event? No, let's rock. Let's rock it. Other than um, I think we should at least have a moment for uh, <sighs> Jason David Frank, who uh, committed suicide today. Yes. Was that what? Is that what happened? I didn't yes. hear what. Yes. Yes, he did commit suicide. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's too bad. Uh, unfortunate. Um, he played the Green Ranger in um, the Power Ranger franchise. As well as uh, Kevin Conroy, who did um, the yes. voice of Batman yes. in uh, the animated series, that as well as countless uh, movie uh, movies, video games. He was in the live action stuff as well. Just all around, the voice of the Dark Knight. Yeah, that one hurt. That one really hurt. He passed yeah. away last week yeah last week yep. last week because i watched yeah. mask of the phantasm last week yeah i watched oh. i watched sub-zero for the first time i've never time. seen that one I've never seen that, that one's one. decent yeah. it's decent yeah. yeah but uh yeah two uh 90s icons yes. that we would have grown up with so, and, and uh, kevin conroy was still working in the 2000s and 2010s too mm-hmm. doing the voice of batman yeah. but yes yes very much batman the animated series from the 90s yeah he was my voice of batman for sure. Yeah, I would say so as well. And uh yeah, hope um hope their families are uh doing well. Yes. And uh you know, rest in peace, boys. Rest in peace. Okay, on to the main event. Yes. We're talking this week about she said which it's another is- men are trash week. Yes, it seems like a recurring theme for us. I love it. Cis, hetero, white men. Abusing um, power, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, that's... Cetera. that's... It's about the investigation into uh, Harvey Weinstein and all of the plethora of sexual assaults and awful things that he did. Fucking absolutely horrific shit that that man yeah, inflicted it, on women. Yeah. And just it chronicles two journalists, their working mothers, yep. who kind of put the pieces together and and kind of bring the story. They work for the New York Times and they're dealing with all sorts of sources who don't yep. want to talk. Yep. And just all the arbitrary bullshit and NDAs yes. Yes. that came with it and eventually how they published. Trying to get that story helped, out, yeah. And helped bring him down. Yep. So I I was pretty riveted the whole time. Like I love boots to the ground journalism movies. Sure. As a school kid. Like, like you like the next person, yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, to that point though, I don't know if it needed to be dramatized so quickly or if we even needed the movie right now or if it just kind of felt kind of like the story's not over it's still going the story the story's not over 
And I I kind of agree with you. I also don't know that this movie kind of knew what it wanted to be. Like it tried to be slick, like a, you know, all the president's men spotlight. Um, give me another I, one that I'm blanking I on called, right now. I called it spotlight light. Yeah. But the problem is to me, is it also tried to also kind of be like a mini documentary on the subject at times with what yeah, they cut they in mi- there? They, they, they mixed in the, uh, the, and radio the radio lines and he, like the the phone yeah the audio the audio yeah, the, yeah, the wiretap yeah wiretap wiretap audio i don't yeah. think i think the phone calls i think that was a recreation recreation yeah. okay so it was just the what the the wire wiretap wire was was him yeah. yeah yeah so it was just there was there was a lot of like uh, intercutting that in there i understand why they did it it just was to me it just it contributed to this this factor of it was it felt jagged in the way that it was made. I didn't like the way that it was jumping around. And maybe that has to do with the fact that like, you know what, maybe we're not far enough removed from this yet to concisely write this story. Um, I thought like once it got to the there, cause there's moments in there, right? Where they're, where they're, where the, the women, the, the actors playing the actual women, um, were delivering their accounts of what happened by Harvey Weinstein. And I thought those moments were given the correct opportunity to breathe. They were well shot. They were well framed. They, they, they landed with the correct amount of gravitas and like they gave the full weight of like, Holy shit, that man is fucked. Like what a, what a horrific experience that you went through sort of thing. Like it landed that way, but I felt the rest of it, it, it didn't, keep me interested at all there was a lot of times honestly where i was sitting in the theater and i just was i would look up and just like sigh because i was just like i fuck like just fucking get on with it like i a lot of it was just to me everything around those moments was not as well done as those moments were and it just felt like really rough and not not concise enough and not like they left a lot of shit in there that probably could have gone. I also didn't like buy a lot of the camaraderie between the two journalists either. And it's just like a lot of everything else didn't work for me except for those moments. And that's what led to this whole thing of like, yeah, is it too soon? Should this maybe have been a documentary instead of a dramatized film? Like, are, is it ready for that? I don't think it is. It felt a little rushed. It felt a little messy. I don't know. That's, that's where I was at on it. I have some other feelings I want to get into. Yeah. Um, but Tony. Uh just expanding on the point of what James what James said, I think it's a little too soon for this. I don't think that we should have that Hollywood should have jumped jumped on it to make it. Um, unless like all the box office earnings are going to all the victims of Harvey Weinstein, I don't think like now is the time. And the, I know well, the didn't, box- it didn't make much so. Yeah, yeah, because no one no one wants to hear about it cuz it's still going on. We're still we're still hearing about all yeah. this in the media. Like well, why do we trial need... right now? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. We don't so, even know the outcome. No, we don't. We only know what we only know the one outcome of uh his his New York trial, correct? And we're still yeah. waiting for LA and yeah. and London. London. Yeah. And he he's appealing the New York one. Yeah. Exactly. So like we're still in the middle of this. Like why did we need why did we need a the movie um telling the story about this and 
I I just don't think we needed it. But I will. But I will say, James, you you mentioned the camaraderie. Um, I I said that word right. Correct? Camaraderie. Yeah. Yeah. Between the two the two women, I actually like the uh, the chemistry between Carrie Carrie Mulligan and Zoe Chasm. Chasm. I really liked. I really oh. liked them. I think they did. They did a, a fairly decent job, and I think the. They both. It was a. It was definitely a good movie for both of them, and they were definitely powerhouse performances. Those oh, two. Oh no, I liked each of them individually. I just didn't buy their like that moment at the end where they were like crying and hugging and everything else. And oh just, like, yeah, that it, definitely. That they definitely didn't earn that moment at all. It, that um, didn't like. There was no. moments where, or they were like cheering, becoming besties, and like hugging in the street, and I was just like, mm, you didn't earn this yet, but that's fine. Yeah. But yeah. that I, for me, that that's was fair. just that was coming from the jagged nature of everything, and like the amount of jumps that they had to do because I know how long it took to to put together, and I get that, and like you mm-hmm. didn't want to go through all the minutia, but it was just like it felt when it wasn't talking about the actual stories that those women went through, it felt very like unfocused and messy to me yeah absolutely i think the only part that felt disingenuous in respect to them kind of the camaraderie you were going on about is they're walking uh they're walking together and there's two construction guys kind of standing to the side yeah and you i assume they were going to cat called but i guess they didn't want to redo that scene since they already did it yeah um but they're talking about like the ramifications of doing yeah. the story and like what it means, why they should keep going. Yeah. And it's definitely like the pull quote, Carrie Mulligan Oscar. Yes. Like, yeah. Scene. And it just, I was sitting there and I was like, okay, this is total nonsense. This yeah. is totally disingenuous. And then they do it again later when they're in a taxi cab together. And yeah. that felt more, genuine yeah i didn't have that the moment you're talking about is the one that definitely i was just like are you fucking kidding me but the one in the cab yes yeah yeah i i do it felt very movie very like this we're only putting this in because it's a movie type thing and we need some sort of we need something to get from point a to point b yeah yep so but besides these those those moments of disingenuous those disingenuous and genuine moments um I will take you to task on the point you made where you said, where you were talking about the women and kind of sharing their story. Sure. I thought that they didn't need the flashbacks. I thought it was powerful enough. Yeah. Just hearing them talk. Yep. And just telling their story. They didn't need random flashbacks and they're told differently because like the one is like, Oh, they're having fun and everything. And then they don't say anything. And then another one was you see all the clothes all over the place in the hotel room and the shower going type thing. And she's telling this harrowing story about getting the fuck out of there. Yeah. And uh, I believe that's how the movie starts as well. I missed the first like three minutes. That was, you know what? That's another good point too, is like it started off with a flashback that you don't realize it's a flashback until you get to the story later on in the film. But it starts off with uh, that one girl, her first day on set. And then it cuts jump cuts to her running down the middle of the street. Okay. Um, and then it gets into the the rest of it. Into uh, the rest of it. Yeah. yeah. The movie start. Uh, the one time I'm late and there's no previews. For, yeah. Like I don't know how that happens. That's yeah. Whack. Somebody somebody yes. came into the theater to say, "Hey, we're skipping through the commercials today and just going right to the movie." Whack. Like the one the one day when I'm trying to pl- trying to plan around like yeah. you know, 
like 20 minutes of commercial exactly we we got we got we got the full 20 in my screening like we got all the previews every fucking fox searchlight fucking thing or random ass documentary oh you know it yuck love it any anyways anyways so I didn't think they needed those flashbacks. I think nope. they did a very good job yep. just interviewing or just yeah. having these young women um, say or speak yeah. their truth. And like to that point, Samantha Morton dropped another holy hand grenade of a perform of a one scene yeah. performance that yeah. fucking devastates the whole movie. And then she leaves because she does it in the whale as well, where she's only in one oh. scene and she fucking destroys. Yeah. Sorry, she slays. Slays. Yeah, she, she crushed it though. She crushed. She crushed. Oh, yeah. that she crushes. She crushes that scene. Yep. And I think more to the point, I think the score was so distracting. Oh, yeah. Because it was it was fine, but then it would like build up to like the revelations, and it's like okay, well we already know like since it's so recent, a lot of us already know these horrible things. Like you don't need the manipulative score there. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't need it there. And to that point, I was watch. I, I wanted to watch spotlight and all the president's men, but I only got to watch all the president's men and not a bad, not a bad, not a bad sacrifice. That's that's an incredible movie. Right. And there's no score. Like there's, there's score in certain scenes, but not in like the interview scenes or where they're like, yeah. Hitting the boots running and writing. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of split diopter too, which, Yes. Chef's kiss. Yes. But that film came out what four years after Watergate? Yeah. So it would have been recent too. So when we keep we keep saying this, like this recency bias, but were yeah. they saying the same thing back then? Like I know that movie still ended up being nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. And it's considered one of the greatest films of all time, but in 20 30 years are we going to watch she are there going to be people like quentin who watches she said and not know the whole story and feel the same way like that we do about all the president's men like maybe we shouldn't be giving it the recency bias so much as maybe you just didn't need to make it yeah i mean it's not cinematic it's just a horrible thing that happened and is still happening and Yeah, and the angle that they take with focusing on the actual writing of the of the of the article makes sense and very much similar to all the president's men where you're focusing on the writing of those that article about the event that happens. But I think also like all the president's men is following like yeah, it was it came out four years after, but it was following like a huge fucking scandal, which I guess this right. one is as well. Um yeah, but it's sort is, of like this is monumental's that, fucking scandal. That scandal was kind of happening in real time and these were the investigative journalists trying to get to the bottom of like this fucking thing that happened this mystery and piecing it together whereas in this one all of it had already happened and we were just like trying to piece together this article for it going back all the way to the 90s and then you know halfway through they or not even halfway towards the end they're like yeah but it's still going on now like he's doing this shit now and it's like you just drop that bombshell everywhere because there it was was it i don't remember who it was but it was like one of them was like, I don't know why you're focusing on the 90s. This is still going on right now. And it was like, Jesus, like the fuck? Like, I'm trying to find the, the character's name because he was very good. Yes. 
So I need to find his name. There was a lot of moments in this, like the actors that they got were really good. I I liked uh, what's what's his name Andre Brower. Andre Brower, yeah. sure, yeah. as he the no really nonsense good. New York Times yeah. guy. Yeah, he so he good. obviously yeah. he obviously reminded me of Holt, but uh, from Brooklyn Nine Nine. But yes. like he was just you you felt it he was genuine and, yeah. and like it was just a very a very powerful performance yeah, i agree i said there was like a lot of people around it that were that were really really good yeah yeah and i like uh what what's her name patricia patricia clarkson oh was yeah, she yeah. Was very good yeah she was very good in it too like, yeah it just yeah there was something something missing overall in this and i i don't know if it's the too soon thing, if it's the maybe they rushed it a little bit more than they thought, if they didn't know which kind of way to go with it and they took a risk and went with this dramatized way of doing it, which is fine. But I don't know. Yeah. It just there's some there's some element in here that just did not fit properly. It's not anything to do with the content itself. It's everything to do with just the way that this film is dramatized. Something just didn't work for yeah. me. Yeah. So um, Zach Grenier was Zach Grenier. Um, was the interview subject who, uh, or the accountant guy. Yes, the accountant, yes. The accountant yeah. guy who kind of drops that bomb of it's yeah. still happening. Why are you just talking about the 90s? Yeah. And he's a great yeah. character actor. Incredible. Um, that one scene where they're showing or they're they're playing the tape and it's the real tape yeah and they're just kind of like going up and down the hallway the hallway yeah that was the most powerful scene in the film and i think and then again to my point when they're speaking their truth is very powerful yes and very emotional and yes. riveting and maybe that should have been maybe it should have been a documentary yeah just them just speaking what happened yeah like maybe and also like, <laughs> i i also just sort of to that of like you know maybe a documentary you would have also like landed some of these actors who didn't end up wanting to be in this dramatization and you ended up doing weird things like oh we're meeting gwyneth paltrow and it's a shot of them like sitting by the pool outside of this house and then cut away yeah so i met with gwyneth paltrow and it's just like and then they call and then she calls later yeah and she's freaking out and yeah. then rose mcgowan as well again yeah so yeah like maybe like it's well it's well filmed and it's well acted mm -hmm. it's just there is some awkwardness and then the fucking harvey weinstein of it all like just yeah yeah like i that really pissed me off like i know it was just the back the, the back of his head but like did we really need it did we really need it? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, we cut away from Gwyneth Paltrow's fucking backyard. Did we really need to see the back of a lookalike Harvey Weinstein? Yeah. Yeah. We didn't at all. Like, it's a good, it's a movie with good intentions. Very good intentions, yes. Very good intentions. And I understand, like, it's definitely a story that needs to be told. Yes. Obviously, not enough people know what happened. 100%. And how, how uh, like how awful it was for so many of these women and how yeah. and also like how common it is like I, I i i've talked to people that like 
you know, I, I, I went to the movies and my friend was like, that's happened to me. Like that tape where someone was like, don't embarrass me. Like where he's like, don't embarrass me in the hotel. Don't embarrass me. Like I'm a, I'm a big deal here. That was said to her. Like she's been like, these are like, this shit is not like, yeah, it came from Harvey Weinstein. Who's, you know, got a whole bunch of power behind him as well. But this shit happens everywhere. It's like, regardless of it being super powerful, it's like they kind of mentioned in this movie too. It's like, if it can happen to, celebrities a-list actors can have it's happening everywhere mm-hmm. like if they're not untouchable then no one is safe like it's fucked it's absolutely fucked and like definitely yeah it has a point and the point it's trying to get across and show and and describe and like put on display is that this shit is not okay and like it shouldn't ever be okay it doesn't matter how powerful you are and like people should be aware of that for sure. I don't know how I followed that up. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's, it's okay. I just, it's okay. yeah, I just like, I, I, I agree. Like the, the content is great and has such good intentions as a movie. It's just something's not fully working. That, that's fair. That's fair. And uh, since I'm, since I am comparing it to all the president's men, yeah, I think a key difference as well, they don't really show the home life of uh, Woodward and Bern- Bernstein. They're always working. Yeah. yeah. Right. And this movie makes proper emphasis on like, these are working mothers. Mm-hmm. Like they have husbands at home. Like they are fucking waking up in the middle of the night uh, to people calling them or calling each other type thing. Like, they have lives outside yeah. of the news. Well, will you hear the there's that one scene with uh Carrie Mulligan when she's like breaking down because she just she's so exhausted. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And like she starts freaking out and like she just starts losing it. And then the husband goes, like, you need yeah. you need to rest. Yeah. You're putting too much on this. I thought that was a very, very powerful scene because it shows the it shows like the ramifications that these women, like they're everyday women just you know, trying to live their lives, but at the same time, like try and handle like the biggest story of their careers. Well, at that point, uh, well, I mean, at that point, I think the intention they were trying to make is that postpartum depression is a real thing. That too. Um, so I think that's not, what that that bit was. They're not ordinary by any means. Yeah. These these are two extraordinary women who yeah. did something extraordinary. Yeah. Um, can deserve someone... to have their their story told? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. for yeah, sure, just, for sure. I'm not still. Yeah, I wish I'm it was debating better. that. Yes, yeah, I wish it was. I better. just, I wish it. W- I wish it was a film that gave them that did more justice for them. Mm-hmm. But um, that said, I'm still happy that uh, Maria Schrader, who directed uh, yeah. "I'm Your Man" last year, which I think the three of us all loved. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad she is continuing to yeah. get yes important film, or she's making yep. important films and she's not just getting sucked into the fucking Marvel machine. Exactly. Yeah. Um, just as a last point and only cause I just remembered it and it's been kind of bugging me the entire, well, when I watched it, did we, did, did, did the, did the scene right at the beginning? I know you missed kind of the beginning with, with, uh, that opening, but like when I, when it gets past the, when it gets past that brief, well, call it a cold open um, into the story proper. Let's call it before you realize that you watched a flashback. Um, there's that whole bit of Carrie Mulligan's character, Tui, um, 
in like doing that Donald Trump piece. And I was just like, yeah. I, we got past that and I was just like, why was that there? <laughs> I get the connection and the loose connection to it of powerful men, it, it, like, like abusing their power against women and everything else and like trying to show her dejection. But like, it was like, there was so much of it. It wasn't just like a throwaway thing of like, you could have talked about that at any point. I didn't feel like, I don't know why we had to watch her like try to get a comment from Trump and see that. I was just like, I, 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 think I don't was, know why it's here. I think it was kind of to show um, that she was, uh, that, she, that she's, it's not her first time doing it, taking on the establishment like that. Yeah. And kind of like how she, uh, she's hesitant to take on the story. Right. I think that that's the point, but yeah, you're right. It's kind of like, why did you put that there? Like yeah. you could have just, just, you could have done it on. still, or you could have talked about it still in some way. Like, Oh, like when I did that Trump piece and it was just like, blah, 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 blah. But like you spent like a good five to 10 minutes on that alone. I think it was like five minutes of, for sure of just like that investigative piece at the beginning. I was just no, like, I don't, was, I don't know like why that's 10 here. minute interlude, interlude yeah. before she gives birth. And yeah, exactly. your cut with her being pregnant yeah. and getting ready to give birth. Yeah. 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 And, and taking then, the phone call from Trump at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like all I love that. Yeah, I think it's definitely a character building thing, but yeah, I it's not really it's, yeah. I don't know if it's relevant or if it's it's just filler. I don't know. They could have made they could have jumped to the jumped to the 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 bones of it all. Yeah. The nuts mm-hmm. and the nuts and bolts quicker. Yeah. So yeah, good intent, good intentions all around, but yeah, there's just there's a lot of stumbling and a lot of things that I don't think they needed. Yep. How I would have and I would have done it differently. But that said, again, we're cis hetero white men and we're not women, so I'm glad a woman told this story. For sure. For sure. Definitely, definitely. For sure. Yeah. But I think that, that about wraps it up. I mean, it, it like if you're if you if you don't really know anything about what happened with Harvey Weinstein and the horrific shit that he did, check it out. I just temper your expectations. I think don't don't go in expecting all the president's men. What did uh, what did Alyssa think, Dave? I think she. Um, I don't think she loved it. No. No, I think she was a bit of a downer. She called it a bit of a downer, which yeah, I don't know sense. if she was really thinking it would be uplifting. Yeah, 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 exactly. Sure it's, not, it's not the wholesome family family movie of the, the holiday season. Yeah, I didn't expect it to be uplifting, so I don't know if she did. But yeah, I don't think she was thrilled with it. And I don't think, but again, it's a very specific movie. Yeah. And a lot of the movie is them getting rejected and them trying to write the piece. So yeah. if you're not really on board with that, you <clears throat> yeah. love it. Exactly. Makes what sense. Did, what did Melissa think? Melissa enjoyed it. She really, really liked it. She uh she actually teared up in the car talking about it. So uh I think it really affected her and uh she 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 really enjoyed it. I'm yeah. happy to hear that. It's it's definitely an affecting movie. Yeah. 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 But yeah. it definitely makes you it definitely makes you think about 
think about it and think about how yeah. you know men are trash and you yep. know the uh the Hollywood elite are uh they're trash. Yeah. Not even not even that, just that they let them that they let it they let it they let it happen for so long without and it was like almost like a uh a, a secret that everybody knew just refused to say anything about it. Yeah. The worst unkept secret in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm about done talking about this piece of shit. So yep, agreed. But, yeah, so, let's not give him any more time. Yeah, exactly. let's let's sail on into our uh, our final segment of the evening. The one and only. The holdout, actually, since the beginning, I don't think we've ever missed one. Maybe once. Uh, Dave's new blues. What is that boy by? It's Dave's new didn't he ever did miss one i know we done dave's collectibles but uh, fucking love that jingle yeah. man love that good, jingle it's a good friggin jingle. i like that we're just becoming a jingle podcast it's, it's becoming a lot of fun i, 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 like I want more seg- we have segments yeah I that's li- great we just need we, we need segments. segments we have recurring segments um i had already mentioned this and i finally got it but it's uh the wolf of wall street yeah, yeah. which i finally got uh, from the UK, I had to import this one too, and uh, the second disc is Region B, so <laughs> I can't watch it. Sucks. Um, so I guess I just have to buy a Region Free player, obviously. Yeah. Or manipulate one of the ones I have to play Region Free, because there's a couple of features on it that I would love to see. But, anyways, so it comes in um, this little slipcase. Nice which kind of resembles a wallet. And then um, you open it up. There's a little baggie of cocaine. Amazing. Uh, There's a credit card um, that has cocaine stains on it. Amazing. Uh, There's his business card. Yeah, Stratton Oakmont. It's amazing. Sell me this pen. I love it. Oh, lost it there. Um, There's a replica $100 bill amazing stratton oakmont uh MD. that's cool which is cool a fun and, coupon right and then a book that it comes with which has some pretty cool uh some pretty cool uh essays and um writing on the film kind of has like the the thing so it kind of looks like like a deck of money, ten grand, nice. and yeah, there's uh, there's some great writing in here. That nice, I was really into, and it's like a sixty, yeah, it's about a sixty-page book. Cool. Yeah, so I'm pretty happy with it. And then, um, no art cards this time. I Aww. guess because I got all the uh, all the extra stuff. Sad. Sad. Sad times. Like this is one of the first ones, uh, the first arrows I've gotten where. Um, it's more of an elaborate case as opposed to just a hard shell thing in a book. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then, and then just the regular, nice, regular nice. case with the 4K and the, the region B. I can't do anything with. Right. So, 
and then uh, the postcard for a movie called uh, Fucking Amal. Cool. Cool. Fucking Amal. Adding that to the list. That said, um, the disc I can watch has uh, the audio commentary. It has an introduction, a 15 minute introduction that kind of goes through Scorsese's uh, um, filmography. Sure. And um, it kind of, it was talking a lot about After Hours. So I didn't want to watch it because I've never seen After Hours. Mm. And I really, really want to see After Hours. Sure. I heard it's like his one of his only straight comedies. Oh, that's fun. Right. Because The Wolf of Wall Street is a it's kind of a comedy. Yeah. <laughs> and um what else was I gonna say? And then it has the trailers because I I fucking the trailer with black skinhead over it is like one of my favorite trailers ever. Yeah, I'd 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 have to agree with that. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. It's a good cut trailer. And um yeah i watched i intended to watch like 10 minutes just for funsies and i ended up watching half of it <laughs> yeah i love that, that. i love that, that movie is a brisk I three like, hours i was like i should probably turn this off because yeah. if i don't it's gonna be like four in the morning and <clears throat> i'm done with it but yeah it's uh <sighs> he probably should have won for it instead of the revenant mm. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Like McConaughey would put in a great performance in uh, Dallas Buyers. But yeah, he should have. I think Leo should have won that year. That's fair. I get that. I haven't seen The Revenant since it came out, to be honest. I don't even know if it holds up. Uh, I definitely am not running to see The Revenant again. I, I bought the I bought the 4K. I just uh, well, like that doesn't that doesn't surprise us at all, Dave. Because like, what else <laughs> you got on 4K? Don't you have like My Fair Lady on 4K? Like, what the that fuck do you need picture, that? Tony. I'll give a fuck if it won Best Picture. You gonna get that on 4K? You gonna need you need what what? Who's who's the main actor in that one? Audrey Hepburn. Audrey Hepburn. You need to see Audrey Hepburn in 4K. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I do. All right. Well, you know. Like what you what do you have against uh, Oscar winning movies? Just because it won an Oscar doesn't mean that it like James, you saw all the Best Picture movies. You sure did. Just just because it won Best Picture doesn't make it a good movie, correct? That is very much correct. There you go. Crash being one of those. And there you go. Wrapped up with sure a little people, bit of cheese on it. I'm pretty sure people like My Fair Lady more than they like Crash. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Tony, like, don't, don't hate on My Fair Lady. Come on. I'm just hating on it because you have it on 4K and you don't need it on 4K. You probably don't need the one on 4K, homie. I appreciate you the, having it, but... At the same time, at the same time, I have a robust Blu-ray collection. You do. And if I never bought it on DVD or Blu-ray, like, what's you the might harm as well get the 4K. up a 4K, yeah. Tony? What's the harm in that? Like I bought, I never had the mummy, which is egregious because I should have definitely bought the mummy more than once. Yeah, that's that's but a poor decision. I bought that on 4K. Well, the mummy deserves to be on 4K. Like agreed. That's that's, that's a more movie than, that you would see on 4K more than Best Picture winning My Fair Lady. All right. 
anyways, so uh, agree to disagree. <laughs> like, I'm not going to get into this because, you know, you I think I think our fans would agree, my fair lady on 4K. I'm pretty sure you can use your 25 bucks and get a sandwich that's better than. <laughs> but the sandwich will only last for so long. It's true. It it's doesn't true. appreciate and in value like the 4K of my fair lady. Exactly. But it doesn't get as much dust as my fair lady's going to get as it sits on Dave's shelf. That's probably true. But he has it at least. At the end of the day, Tony. I'm calling it it now. He's only going to watch that movie once. At the end of the day, you know what? If if, if the internet collapses upon itself, capitalism dies, and we no longer have internet or streaming services, Dave gets to watch My Fair Lady. Who else can say the same? That's true. That's true. I will give him that. I will give him that. This is true. He's a he's a movie preservationist at this point. Yes, he is. You're doing the Lord's work, Dave. <laughs> the Lord's work. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Tony. You're welcome. Anyways, I think that uh, that about wraps it up. Now that you chewed me out over one specific 4K, I have. love it. Join us next time when I chew him out for other 4Ks that he has on his shelf. <laughs> Hey man, I don't care what anybody says. When Meet the Feebles comes out, I'm getting the 4K. Bad taste, like I'm getting all three of them. All bad three, taste, the whole thing. Bad, like I, dead alive. Like I wanted the Frighteners, man. I would have bought it. Frighteners. Uh, that's another. That's another good one. It's a good I one. Bought it. Peter Jackson, get your fucking shit together. I think it's the second together, time I've said PJ. that on the podcast. Get your shit together, PJ. If the friend of the podcast, PJ Jackson. <laughs> Frighteners is coming. The other ones can't be far behind. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hells yeah. Yeah. So with that, my name is Dave. And as always, I was here with Big Tasty. And Big Tasty? (laughs) Sounds like it sounds like a really bad chewing gum. Anyway, Jimmy. Yeah. 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 And uh we're gonna spit out the big tasty. And uh, you know, we'll see you uh we'll see you next time. Hell yeah. See you later, guys.